Welcome back to the show. Volleyball Dad. Sets and hits. Sets and hits. All right. Of course, I'm here with my always partner amigo, Mr. Dame. <laughs> yep. Dangerous Dame, as I call him. <laughs> and of course, this is uh, Spurgeon Robinson as well. We're your uh, host. But we have a wonderful, another great guest today. That's right. We have yeah. Miss Janice Presley. Hey, y'all. How's it going? Divine Sports. Divine hey. Sports. That's a Houston-based that is club, a right? Houston-based club located right. in Cyprus. In Cyprus. Yeah. All the clubs up north. Well, there's a couple down south. I shouldn't ignore. So anyway, <laughs> moving it's on. A few. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so great. So uh, tell us a little bit about your background, who you are. Um, so I'm Janice Presley. I have been coaching. I am entering into my 22nd year of coaching All volleyball. Right. All right. Um, I've always wanted to be a coach. Um, I was a teacher, a high school teacher at first. I'm originally from Florida. I okay. went to school and played volleyball at Georgia Southern University. Georgia Southern. That was back in the day. That's all when, right. When, you know, you could compete with the big power <laughs> schools and actually beat them. Not today. Not today. <laughs> um, but I started coaching in Florida at a high school, and then mm-hmm. I went to Division One assistant coach at University of North Florida. All right. And then I was also an assistant coach at, it's now called Florida State College at Jacksonville. That's a JUCO, okay. a okay. junior college that's in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. And then I moved to Texas, and I've been coaching ever since uh, club volleyball. So I specifically geared my career now towards juniors and club volleyball. So juniors like the 17, 16? Ages 5 all the way to college bound. Oh, you mean juniors as far as yes. under? Okay, gotcha. Amateur I athletics. You, exactly. Yes. I was, you, know, you see, you have to just you know, get me straight <laughs> on stuff. When you say juniors, I was thinking junior in high schools and up. But yeah, uh, basically a juniors yes. programs uh, yes. in high school. We're great. And we know Houston's a great um, breeding ground for a lot of vo- volleyball talents. Great so athletes seen, here. You've seen a lot of great athletes come through yes. the city as well. And I'm sure you coached a few of these great I athletes have. as well. Has she ever? Yeah. My <laughs> niece, I know that that was coming up. My niece is Yasiana Presley. That was uh-huh. uh, the former AVCA Player of the Year at Baylor University. So. Well, not to brag. But she, yeah. Not to, you know, she was pretty good. Hey, she well, that's good. good. That's good. We got oh, yeah. to pull on the show one day, too. <laughs> hey, that'll be good. Yeah. Well, great. Uh, well, today's topic is yeah. going to be about volleyball one-on-one for you parents and Amateur parents, as we would call them, because we don't know all about volleyball. We're Man. still learning rules, and we see things yeah. that we're learning. Those so who we, think they know more than the coach, right? Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and the referees. Um, that is a loaded and, statement. Hey, sometimes that's me. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, want to get an uh, understanding of that. But before we get there, too, I want to remind everybody, volleyballdadspodcast at gmail.com. you have any questions, uh, email Miss Presley about us uh, asking her any questions or clarifications or anything. Hey, email us and also look at us on Twitter. That's right. At V-Ball Dad. <laughs> we got it right Tweet now. Tweet those right. questions <laughs> at Volleyball Dads. Yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, uh, Volleyball 101, tell us about some of the basic uh, understanding of how what are the rules of volleyball. I think a lot of parents don't understand the role of libero, how you start a setting, what what a starting lineup even looks like. How about we start with that and maybe a 6-2 versus a 5-1. What does that mean when people hit that? So, especially when the young kids are starting out, they will more than likely start what's called a 4-2, right? So they have two setters and the setters always setting from the front row. Ah. But those are for the beginners. They're starting out doing, uh, you know, the absolute basics. And But then, you know, we're really trying to gear, especially at Divine Sports, we're trying to gear everything towards Coaching them as if they're older, 
Right. Okay. So we want to teach them the game and teach the parents actually how to play the game, which involves the rules. Okay. And so when you have a Libro, right, mm-hmm. or a Libero versus a, running you know what, a somebody, 60, what, Hey, Dame got teased about the Libero. <laughs> a Libero <laughs> versus a Libro. Libro yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you can pronounce it both ways. I'm glad you cleared that up because some parents had some Either questions way. about that. Yeah. They were like, they, what is he talking and about? And they will argue, you guys. They will <laughs> argue about it being, no, it's the Libero. Hey, well, hey. We'll say Libro today. Okay. So. Uh, so the Libro is a defensive specialist that can go in the back row and substitute without it actually counting towards the total number of substitutions that you can have in a match. Okay. And how many can you have in a match? You can have 12 substitutions. 12 substitutions. Does that include the normal rotation? Is that considered a substitution or is it only if you sub somebody like out? Only if you sub somebody in and out of the game that is not in the Libro uniform. Oh, okay. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, got it. Now, that also contributes to how you make your lineup. Mm-hmm. And whether you're running a 5-1, which means that you have five hitters and one setter. Okay. Okay. So, then you have a 6-2. You would have two setters, mm-hmm. right? And you would have three hitters. Right. And when you say two setters... I mean, 6-2, you mean they're coming out as subs. Correct. Gotcha. And usually, this is the key, usually mm-hmm. they would sub in for the right side. Right. Now, you will see some programs, and this is probably older volleyball, but you'll see some programs that the setters actually sub for a different position. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Depends on the strategy, depends on the personnel. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Learn something already. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's a 6-2 and, versus a 5-1. Correct. So your right. daughter's a setter. Yes, right? yeah, both of them. So yeah. which systems do they run? Both. They've ran both. 6-2 and 5-1. And, and my youngest has run a 5-1 mostly because, well, it was due to injury, but she's okay. been running a 5-1 a lot. And then, but both of them commonly run a 6-2. Okay. Yeah. And coaches will usually like to run a 6-2 when you can utilize more hitters. That's um, however, mm-hmm. when you are not scoring enough points quick enough, mm-hmm. you potentially put yourself at a place to run out of substitutions. Wow. So that's when you see when the so let's interject the parents in here. Right. So that's <laughs> when the parents say, oh, well, sh- my daughter didn't go back in. Well, can she go back in or where are we in the match? That's are we in a place that we can do the substitutions or. If you have an outside hitter who also has a DS, a defensive specialist is what that's called. So that's one of the other Libros that Mm -hmm. are on the team who is not the Libro at the time, but she can substitute in the back row for someone else. Okay. Right? So if I'm running out of substitutions and Mm -hmm. I have a defensive specialist in the game, Mm -hmm. I may adjust my lineup and keep certain players in the game so that I can put my banger back in when it's time for her to get front row. Wow. Okay. See, a lot of so it's a strategy and yeah. how you can use substitutions. If uh-huh. you're coaching the right way, you are very uh, conscientious of how many substitutions you have, who's going in for who, what point of the match are we in, uh, do I need this player to win, mm-hmm. or do I need more of a pass? Do I need what? What do we need at that time? Right, and that should help you form a decision. Great, and then I always see the. The the other question I get, I see I hear a lot is the middles, right? Yeah. They they I guess they have to come out, right? Is that true? Oh, the middles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um where we're trying to go is we are trying to create athletes that are six rotation players no matter what. Mm, and okay. so I actually just made a post about this not too long ago, how um the middles say, Oh well, 
I don't need to pass. Oh, I, I don't need to be in the passing drill. Disagree and then you that. go right big yeah. time. And then they go in I'm and sure serve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they go in to serve. And then all the other team is like the middle, the middle, she's yeah. playing back row. And then they just tip the ball over and the girl looks at the coach and she just runs out of the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're trying to get rid of that. Okay. We're, trying to, we're trying to get rid of that. But the middles usually are the ones that are interchanging with the Libra. Okay. Right, that's what we see. I see all the mills either sub out or or yeah, yeah change. We're the beginning of the game. The libero. Yes. I'm gonna say libero because I'm gonna mess up. The uh, so for those libero fans, I <laughs> he got on me because I said libero. Yeah, right. libero. Right. Well, I mean, so I'm, I'm you have the, twelve substitutions, twelve max, and um, like I said, depending on your starting lineup, whether it's six two or five one. Mm-hmm. A lot of it depends on your offensive strategy, we'd say, or more your defensive strategy. Both. And how the game is going. And and how the game is going. So mm-hmm. if I have a a setter that is uh, my height, I'm five ten. Mm-hmm. That might work. Right. I'm I'm big enough to block. However, right. big big big. However, if you have a smaller but athletic girl who can actually jump well, mm-hmm. sure, yeah. I'm gonna go up there. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let that other team score a point or two. Because I know I can side out and I have the hands in there to get my offense going and get us where we need to be to side out right away. Okay, okay. So it's a matter of am I more defensive minded or am I more offensive minded? And that changes all the time. Gotcha. All the time. So the other questions I have are about uh, this thing called back row attack. Yeah. You know, so what does back row attack mean and... So, yeah, I'm going to start with that one. I have another one, too, because I have okay. a setter. So I also have another question about the setter role. But so back row, back row attacking is when you have a player who has rotated to the back row mm-hmm. and they can attack the ball the same way someone can on the front row. But the rule is, is that they cannot when they contact the ball, they mm-hmm. have to be behind the 10 foot line or the three meter line. OK, OK, so they have to be behind that line. And it's just kind of like serving. If they step on the line at the point of contact, it's no good. Gotcha. Yeah. So they have to hit, but they can land oh, yeah. over it. Absolutely. But they just got to hit and be on top of it. Yeah. So it. the strategy is for uh-huh. the setters to set the ball in front of the 10 foot line. Gotcha. And the attacker jumps behind the line, but where they make contact at isn't going to be in front of the line. Because they're in okay. the air. Because they are in the air. Oh, okay. Say, so, hey, we learn something every day once again. Well, I saw know. someone get called for being over the line yeah. recently at a playoff game and they oh. were like they threw their hands up oh, uh-huh. nah they were over the line so yeah yeah. and so it's, now I think that's yeah that's good because a lot of parents don't understand what that means and why the person can't be over the line they yeah. already thought they were over the line when in fact they jumped yes. beforehand correct and they landed over the line yeah. that's correct. good, good. Yeah. Um, can a libero see a y'all, libero? Got me, y'all get me <laughs> <laughs> see <laughs> See, that's why it's libero. It's the libero. It's the libero. Can a libero uh, swing and hit? She can. Okay. But the question is, how big is she? Okay. So the rule, they get so technical. Uh You have to, they have to contact the ball below the plane of the net. The ball has to be below the plane of the net for them to be able to attack the ball because they are a defensive specialist. Their job is not to attack the ball. That's why we always see them bumping if they have to get the ball over, right? Kinda. Okay. So if they, so now if you guys watch any collegiate volleyball, every libero, every libero that you see, (laughs) uh, they practice using their hands, Uh and so they will make sure that they are behind the line, 
again, before they make contact, but they're going to set the ball to one of their front right. row teammates. Gotcha. That's legal. Gotcha. So then let's get tricky, right? So right. let's let's get a little savvy. So you have a Libro who's behind the line. She's using her hands and mm -hmm. she dumps the ball. Right. Okay. So as dads, is that legal or illegal? Is she behind the line? It's She's legal. behind the line. But how big is she? Where does she touch the ball? Oh, yeah. Ah. See, that's what gets me thrown off. And it'll probably get called, so just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to make sure that you know that yeah. that you're that you know where you are. Well, right. because nine times out of ten, that person who's refereeing is probably going to call it because they know that person's not supposed to be doing that. Right. Even though it may not be wrong. Right. And so then y'all may have to have a conversation about it and very subjective. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. why even deal with it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And another thing I guess I did know, it's just coming from, I shouldn't say I know, I'm learning this as I said, I've learned this, but people don't know this, is that when the setter can actually, they can do dumps, mm -hmm. but they can't jump. That's only when they're back row. When they're back row, mm -hmm. right. When they're running typically the 6-2. Correct. Right? They can't jump to hit the ball. When they're 5-1 uh, or front row, as we call it, then I guess they can jump and hit the ball and do that. So I learned it's just free game. that this season when my daughter played a lot 5-1 that yes. she was able to just they would say no kill hit the ball it's like okay got it because uh, they typically run 16 I always used to see my other my older daughter like I said who's usually she's in 6-2 she could not dump but she would actually just hit the ball over but I learned that if she jumped and did that she well can't. how she's tall is row. she so here's yeah. the here's the little um, where it sometimes can get uh, people uh, ruffled a little bit so the girl is the setter's back row mm-hmm her teammate passes the ball too tight mm -hmm. and she runs up there, but she's pretty tall right. and she stands on the ground uh -huh. and she just tips it over. Okay. But if she touches that ball above the plane of the net, that is illegal. Ah. So then the crowd goes, what? Yeah. Right. Right. Um, that's, but no, that's, that's, that's me rule. going, what? Referee, what the hell yeah. you call? And then, and then that's when, as a referee, you turn around and you're like, who, who, who said that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But then you find them calling lift a lot. It yeah, depends. Then they it call depends. Lift. So a lift, that is so subjective. I'm glad mm -hmm. you said that. So a lift is, okay, well, how long did it stay in my hands? Mm. So if you have a setter who's athletic enough to get to the ball fast enough mm -hmm. and she can get it out of there quickly, either with a jump set or a standing, or mm -hmm. if she's there at the right time to get the ball before it can cross the plane of the net, right. then we're good. Gotcha. Okay. See, but how long is it sitting in her hands? Right, is right. The key. right. Subjective. There is we go. So you're going to have another conversation. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and will they overturn it? No. Just have your players not pass the ball tight. Hello. Uh, yes. He's uh, easier said than easier done. Easier right? said than done, boy. We, we had a run where every ball went tight to that. It was just like, yeah. and this is tough for as well. Um, another, I'm, I'm, you got it because I'll I, I be rolling with all these because I see from a server position I, 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 so I, I, much. Uh, it's, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You know, sometimes, you know, he dominates. And I, you know, I dominate conversation. But these are just all good things I think people want to know. But um, if your hair touches the net, mm -hmm. that's a good The hair the net. I want, yeah, because there's been a lot of little controversy around. It, it has. You know, hair, nets, yeah, beads, and hair. Does it depend on what the kid look like? <laughs> oh, yeah. Talk okay. about well, it. Well, anyway, Talk that's also going to be another podcast. But we're gonna have that's to another one. I'm going to wait my girl Invite graduate. me back for that. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> to have to get, make sure you get to college first. Um, <laughs> be but with the, yeah, hair. So, hair and the net. Hair. What's, so let's talk about beads. Okay. Okay. So did you guys happen to uh, see the article of there was a certain young lady? Right. 
You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay. We, we actually good. So for those who don't know, uh, there was a young lady, I believe she was in, it was freshman high school, I think. Freshman. Yes. And she has beads in her mm-hmm. hair. She did. And they made, them t- made her take them out. Yeah. What would you guys have done if that was your daughter? We'd have left. Okay. Yeah. She wouldn't have taken them. Well, beads she wouldn't have taken the beads off. Yeah. I mean, okay. that, that wasn't going to happen. It would have been a full out. Uh, uh, hey, I want to get every rule. I want the rule book here. Just, yeah. I want somebody's going to have to explain and show me where that wouldn't happen. Not a, a point would occurred until it got the result. But having said that, so um, because I read it and I, I I was thinking the same thing. So again, I said, let me let me ask and let me look up the rules. Mm-hmm. So the rules for um, what is the high school taps? Right? right. Isn't it taps? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Taps. So taps is the. Um, high school is Texas it just for Association the, Parochial Okay yeah Public just for, Private Parochial Schools Okay whatever, yeah. that, It was a TAPS game Yeah oh, I'm okay. glad you yeah. said it yeah. uh, But the rule is that They cannot have beats Wow I ask Wow That's TAPS though It's TAPS, taps. Not UIL so That's not public oh, Right school. right right I, I can see that in TAPS though I ask. Really? So the rule was that They were not allowed To have beads I think the initial uh, reaction For all of us oh, is yeah all right, go ahead and grab your bag, baby. Yeah, go ahead. Right. <laughs> go to dinner early tonight. Right. That's why I said I would have to see somebody show me some rules yeah. that, that was happening. But still it's targeting. interesting. Hey, but a lot of people don't know that. A lot. I didn't. Yeah, I will yeah, admit I, I yeah. did not know that. I had to I I had to ask before I let my emotion go and and tweet about it and talk about <laughs> exactly. it and 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 go and go full blast. But that's it. taps. And that wasn't a TAPS situation. That was a UIL situation. UIL. Oh, it so was I think UIL, UIL has the same rule. Really? I believe yeah. so. Okay. So we have to check on that. Yeah. But that's well, uh, interesting. So what about USA tweet us, Volleyball? Tweet us, tweet us with the TAP. Uh, yeah, right. Tweet us with the TAP rule. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so what about USA Volleyball? USA Volleyball, um, that we talk about hair all the time in USA Volleyball. And mm-hmm. especially um, with the demographic that we see that is playing volleyball. Whether you are um, white, black, anything like that. Okay, so we have braids in our hair. Or if uh, one of my teammates has long, silky hair, she wears it in a ponytail with mm-hmm. all the rubber bands on it. Right. And as soon as she turns, it's going to snag the net. Right. That has been a no call for mm-hmm. years. Um, and the thing that's kind of tricky is that USA Volleyball, UIL, FIVB, all these rules keep changing. And so right. we don't have, we are one of a sport that has no consistent rules across the board. Mm-hmm. If you go play football wow. anywhere, all the rules are the same. Right. You got four right. downs, yeah. score six points plus one. Okay. So it's not the same. So it's so hard to keep up with mm-hmm. which rule is which, which right. one do we apply? And so a hair has not been an issue uh, the whole time uh, in, in uh, USA volleyball. So. <laughs> We're going to yeah. stick with, uh, you know, the hair is not an issue for okay, so now if you have a cast or if you have. So the, now the new thing is jewelry. So remember, in the past, kids right. were was not allowed to wear jewelry. Right now, they can have studs. Okay, uh, they can do all these different things. But right. I, I was officiating a collegiate match, and a girl had a nose ring. Mm. So the thing with that rule is they can't have a ball on the ring. Really. <laughs> So I'm like, okay, well, if you have a nose, and we probably all know someone who has a nose ring at right. some point. Yeah. So right. you just turn the nose ring inside. Oh, okay. I think. I think that would hurt. But anyway, I don't have a nose ring. So. I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. But that, these are great things to know. I think that, you know, these are things that parents have questions about. Yeah. They see happening. 
And I still believe that sometimes I get a once in a while somebody would call the hair. So yeah. she's, got, yeah. she's got hair calling yeah. a lot. Really? Well, not really? a lot, but the, yeah, a couple times. she swings. And, yeah, and I think it's subjective, and I think that's right. you know I, think, I don't even think it's subjective. I think it's intentional. Uh, when they do call it. Uh. It's hair. And, you know, it's. I'm, I'm glad we talked about that. It's funny you say that because that brings in the um, idea when you have kids that are down reffing. Yes. You know, when you go to mm-hmm. tournaments, how kids are down reffing. Oh, well, our fif- parents, 15 are yeah. parents. Ooh, yeah. 15 and under. <laughs> you felt that, right? Did you yeah, guys feel yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, we got that. So um, 15 and under, the coach has to officiate. As the down ref. Okay. 16 and up, the kids are allowed to do it. Oh. But I think, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press a button here. I think it should be the all the way around that an adult has to do it. And I think it should be someone it's on the staff. Too. Yeah, or on staff. Because or parents, neutral. yeah, and I've been in the situation before. Um, I think I was at MEQ, and I won't say the, the team that we were playing against, but there was a dad that, oh, look, the dads. Come on, dads. Oh, there yeah. was a dad that was very um, 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 not fair. Uh, he was very uh, bitter. Wow, yeah. <laughs> um, so that put him in a place where he said, well, if my team not going to win, yours yeah, isn't either. Exactly. And we, I we, think, we come across that a couple of times. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and and people are people, but yeah. you would want someone to have integrity right. uh, and, and represent your club well because he didn't represent the club. If we're being honest, mm-hmm. he doesn't, he represents the club, but he doesn't represent the club. Right. That, he sense. represented himself so, and his kid and yeah. that team and it's, it made them look bad. It still looks bad. Right? It looks bad. Yeah, and, you got multiple people watching. Yeah. When you think they're not watching. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and it so, can cause you know. a lot of unnecessary controversy Ooh. and drama. Oh, it does. Yeah. yeah it does. No, it, it you, does. you gotta, you really gotta manage yeah. you, mm. yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. true game management to yeah. keep your, as a coach, to keep your team focused. And, uh, you know, when you know what's happening, like yeah. we're adults, we can see it. We know right. what's happening, but yeah. to keep your team focused on, Winning the game, yeah. and so you know, I, and I say that all the time. You don't leave your match in the hands of someone else. Yeah, because right. yeah, the, yeah. they don't goal, serve it out for exactly. you. Exactly, they don't, they don't hit it out for all you. Hit into the net yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, uh, like I say, one, I have one more question to sure. at least for you in this session section. And uh, you know, it's not about the libero at this time. <laughs> yeah, got that right. That's why I got set up. That's all I have to worry about. Yeah. Um, out of rotation. What does yes. that mean? Uh, oh, when man. you see out of rotation, because I don't think nobody, <laughs> somebody just says out of rotation. I'm like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> so the simple, yeah. So the simple way to put that is when you're on a volleyball court, mm-hmm. whoever you have to stay in rotational order. Mm-hmm. That's a loaded statement. You have yeah. to stay in rotational order. So when you are in serve receive. There are ways to stack your players on one side. Right. There are ways to expose or put your best passer in the best position so that they cover the most court. Okay. Usually that would be your libero. Right. Or it would yeah. be one of your other passers. That's one of the good passers. Yeah. Um, and so you want to maximize the court that way. And you also want to put your offense in the best position to score. Mm-hmm. So that affects where you line them up at depending on what rotation you're in. So some players, you cannot be, if a back row player is back row, Mm -hmm. she cannot be closer to the net than the other person, than the person in front of her. Gotcha. You cannot be farther to the sideline, one sideline or the other, than 
whoever's next to you in rotational order. Ah, that is okay. the most simple way to put it. And it's probably about the simple way we can look at it, too, because yes. that's typically what we find is that either it seems like when they do our rotation, somebody you like that in line was supposed to be closer yeah. to the in line and not or yeah. something like that. Use it to setter or something that's if they run out of think. And six then the hour. other thing is if the setter's leaving too early. Yes. So you see them, oh, oh, the setter left too early. Right. Okay, well. So setter can't leave. Is until she the fast ball is or hit. did she? Until right. the ball, she, ball is contacted. Yeah. Contacted, yeah. yeah. Okay. Gotcha. And uh, so those are the ones that I think most people have challenges with just understanding backward attack yeah uh what the role of the libero is mm-hmm. uh, the substitution the substitution they, they, yes. they you know, really the number of substitutions that you have you know, somebody make two mistakes they ready oh my god get them out of here get them out, yeah, now, yeah. you know i'm glad you said that so the <clears throat> talking about the substitutions if, mm-hmm. if we can oh, so yeah. one and i heard you guys say this before uh sometimes one player has a little bit more leash then mm-hmm. another player. Oh, you <laughs> laughed. Oh, man. Did I touch on something? <laughs> oh, hey. Some players have yeah, a little more last leash. Week, so yeah. Conversation, politics. No, oh, anyway, man. moving on. Uh, <laughs> no, not moving on. I mean, <laughs> so if, um, you know, if, if, if Dame is my, my go to, mm-hmm. we're going to put the team on Dame's back, and Dame makes about four mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. So now everybody's looking like, man, why well, is yo, coach letting Dame stay in, in the, the game? game? Exactly, Dame. No. <laughs> so can we, can we, no, I don't, I shouldn't. Well, I mean, I know why. (laughs) So can can I say it? Can I say it? So sometimes Dame's worst is a little better than someone who may be able to replace him. Mm -hmm. Number two, um, we're going to win and lose. We're going to win and lose. Right. With the number one gunner. with, with, With our main arm. Right. However, there are some times that you say, okay, well, little Sally over here is coming to practice the same time, the same way, the same everything. So, you know what? I'm going to give little Sally an opportunity. Go Mm -hmm. ahead. Give it to her. But, Dame, I need you to get it together. Right. Right. (laughs) And then we're going to, you know, and then we're going to do it. Now, in all fairness and in all seriousness, you do have to give kids the opportunity to to, um, earn their places on the court. That mm-hmm. has that has to be the case. They have to. Oh yeah, you know, we always think it's a meritocracy, and we know it has some subjectivity to Ooh. all that too. Subjective, but uh, we'll uh, you yeah. know for <laughs> not for this not for this podcast. So all right, I'm sure it. like there are a number of other questions for one on one volleyball one on one we want to ask. Make sure y'all hit our Twitter feed, Ball Dads. And also the email at volleyballdadspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, with that said, well, we're great. 